What's up, guys? It's Heather, your rom-com queen. Hey, it's Lucretia, your thrill seeker. And this is Stephanie, your wild card. And we are The The Reading Reading Sirens. And today we have a very special guest with us today. We have Calvin Ellis, the author of In the Hills Above the Gristmill. Hello, I'm Calvin Ellis, and I'm at Calvin Ellis on uh, Instagram and at the Calvin Ellis on Twitter. Um, I am an author. I wrote In the Hills Above the Gristmill. It's my first published novel. Um, I've been published in a few magazines. I've written for some TV, some light movies. Um, I also do photography, and I'm a community manager, which is sort of like the mayor of a town without a municipality, and I'm a health and safety and leadership development coach for a giant company. Oh, that's awesome. That's, Yay. You're a man of many virtues. <laughs> you wear many hats. Yeah. I just don't like free time, apparently. Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah. Also a dad, which Aww. is probably the biggest part of my personality, but I always try to leave it out because it's awkward. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's okay. I used to do that when people would ask, like, the whole about you, pers- like, you know, in an interview or, like, when you introduce yourself in front of your class, I would just always leave my personal stuff out. And then mm-hmm. months later, people would be like, wait, you're married? <laughs> yeah, I've been wearing the ring the whole time. But... <laughs> people are not perceptive. I used to start every conversation with, I'm a dad, because uh, that's was my main focus. And I think that, you know, got awkward. So I stopped doing that. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So would you like to give us a little description of your book? Sure. Um, In the Hills Above the Gristmill is about a character named Paisley Mott. Um, she's a vlogger. She's suffered some tragic loss in her life, and she's trying to kind of find herself. And she gets called from a, a preacher in the Appalachian South to help investigate the death of some women in the hills there. And the reason she is called is because she is working on becoming an expert in all things paranormal, whether that be ghosts or cryptozoology or all sorts of fun stuff. And so he calls her out to try to help solve that mystery. I loved it. (laughs) So did I. Thank you. Yeah. It was a mix of my favorite two things, which is paranormal (laughs) and killings. Mine too. (laughs) (laughs) So... My first question for you is if you were in the book as like Paisley's role, at what point mm-hmm. in the book would you have been like, okay, I'm out? Because <laughs> for um, me, I it probably... would have been the drone. <laughs> I probably would have done exactly what Paisley did, honestly. Oh. Um, I wrote I wrote Paisley from like all the characters, every one of them, including sadly Courtney, is part of me. Um, and so Paisley is actually a mix of my two daughters and it's a little bit of what they've both got from me. And so I probably would have done exactly what Paisley did. Oh, that's awesome. at least I like to, I like to think that I would have. Right. Yeah. Well, cause you never know when you're actually in the situation, yeah. but we, yeah, like you said, we'd all like to think, right. I probably would have too, Goals. because curiosity killed the cat kind of deal. I know, yeah. you know, yeah. but having the drone thrown back. Mm-mm. There right. were some <laughs> iffy moments where I'm like, I don't know. I'm almost the foot out the door type of situation. Yeah. Well, because I yeah. feel like I'm always that person in a scary movie where I'm yelling at the character. Like, my husband always gets mad at me because he's like, why are you talking to them? They can't hear you. And I'm like, 
Oh. It get, makes me I'm, feel better. I'm making a plan for uh-huh. this was me. Right. But then yes. when something, yeah, when something actually happens, like if I hear a noise, I actually go and investigate it. So I'm like, okay, you no, do. I would be. Dead. I do too. Yeah. Me too. Oh, no. Yeah, I go with weapons, but I go. What kind of weapon? Yes. Anything I find. <laughs> Anything can be Improvised a weapon. Improvised weapons if you put are your the best weapons. Oh, I know. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Absolutely. I gotta step my game up. Mm-hmm. I typically sleep with my keys by the side of my bed, so if I have to grip them between my fingers, mm-hmm. just in case. Even your phone, you could just shine your flashlight right in their eyes, and then you use it to hit them right on the side, right here oh. on the side of your temple. I'm gonna take temple, notes. Is that what it's called? Yes. You knock them out, or right in the jugular. I go for the nose. That too. Blinds oh, like them. a miscongeniality? Yes. <laughs> I told you we were going to scare you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Takes a lot to scare me. Uh, well, part of part of being a in health and safety is I was actually a professional. Um, I trained people how in close quarters weapon combat, uh, pressure oh, point awesome. control tactics, all sorts of ways. I, I for a long time I, I trained people how to kill other people. And that is oh, awesome. We need to take here's, your here's, I know. This is my this is my fun claim to fame. Um, I worked with the mayor's office of emergency management and homeland security and in the res- and the allocation resource um, class we each had to create our own scenario based on um, an event that would happen in a, a populated city, Denver being that city. And the scenario that I created was actually a zombie apocalypse. Mm. And so I am technically Colorado's only zombie apocalypse preparedness expert. <laughs> That's a yeah. great title to have. I know. I'm pretty proud of it. Pretty do you have a doomsday backpack ready? <laughs> I do. Oh, nice. I, well, part of my job is to be prepared for everything at all times. So I have lots of stuff prepared if needed. That makes sense. I, know. I feel like I always go through like little waves of when I'm like, okay, we need to be super prepared and we're prepared for an earthquake and we're prepared for this. And then like two months later, our stash is gone, you know? Mm-hmm. So. You get hungry in the middle of the night and you're like, yeah. what's my doomsday pack? <laughs> Beans, yeah. <A> beef jerky. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since we're talking... Oh. Since we're talking about Paisley, one of, so I know you briefly mentioned Paisley's mother's death in the beginning of the book, Mm -hmm. and there are some mysterious circumstances surrounding her mother's death. Um, I was wondering if there will be an in-death investigation done by Paisley at some point. Yes, absolutely. So there will be little things, um, the more we find out about Paisley's mom mm-hmm. and the things surrounding her death, the deeper that mystery goes. And then book five will be all about her returning to Jigsaw Bay. Wow. Oh. I'm excited. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I, I'm like, oh, book five. Well, that means mm-hmm. we have uh, more books to go. Right? Yeah. The, yeah. Depending on how book five works out, there will either be five books or seven books. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love um, Hollis's and Hollis's brother's camping trips. Do you Did you ever camp growing up in the backyard? Um, no, but I, <laughs> we, we were homeless for some time. And so his kind of their interaction is very much my older brother and I's interaction um, when we would kind of build these little like pretend log cabins outside. So we kind of had somewhere to to stay so i mean it, that makes it sound way worse than it was i mean it was it's not great there's no no situation where i'm like yeah we were homeless and it was great um 
but yeah, so this, a lot of that was drawn off uh, my brother and I's experience. Yeah, I have a lot of siblings, but specifically that relationship was my older brother and I. Yeah, that's oh, sweet. That is sweet, and it. I think it's interesting how like our child brains interpret different events because you know you mm-hmm. were homeless, but at the same time you remember doing these things with your brother and like that's the highlight of mm-hmm. that time. Um, yeah. So that's really interesting. Wow. Paisley aside, who would you say was your favorite character from your book? Um, like the one that I like the most or the one that I had the most fun writing? Uh, let's do both. <laughs> okay. Ho- Hollis was a lot of fun to write. Mm-hmm. Hollis was actually the first character I wrote in the book. Um, I wrote a scene just as like a writing exercise. Um, there's a scene in the book where he's kind of giving – uh, he's in his church and he's kind of giving, um, a little bit of a speech, if you will, or a sermon. Um, and I wrote that scene completely separate from the book. Like I wrote it and I was just like, this is a good scene. It's really interesting. And then I just kind of put it in a, put it away as an exercise. And then my friend Rory, who, um, she's on Instagram is flannel and folklore. Um, she, we worked together and she was the librarian at the place I worked and we would talk a lot about books and she told me once um i also i created and hosted this colorado's second most popular ghost tour for 17 years and so the ghosts i was all about the ghosts and she said um bigfoot is scarier than a ghost and we argued about that and so uh i i was like that's it i'm gonna write a book about bigfoot and you're gonna see that it's really dumb and so then I took, I took this Hollis scene because I liked that character so much and wrote a book about the two of them. Um, but yeah, writing Hollis was definitely, definitely my most, the most fun. Um, as far as a character I like a lot, I really like Boyd. I like Boyd. Oh, oh us too. Me too. Especially yeah. when he dressed up as Dwight. Dresses yes. as Dwight, yeah. I, I get a lot of, I get a lot of hate for all the pop culture references. No. That's, um, like my, in that's the book. one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Same. Right. But that's like people keep saying, oh, it's outdated and I didn't get these references, but that's how people talk. People, everyone has their own references that they, mm-hmm. that they say, like everyone. And so of course it's going to be filled with a bunch of unique individuals who, who reference their own things. And Paisley's a pop culture nerd. So she digs yeah. that. Yeah. And Boyd was clearly in, uh, you know, loved the office and, found that as a good way to connect with another pop culture nerd so mm-hmm. right. i love the books you brought up so like the scary <laughs> stories the fear street because that's what i grew up reading yeah so I and i was that. yeah i was really into the shows uh like i know i think i messaged you about it like I, as soon as i saw supernatural on there uh-huh. i was like heck yeah that's my show right there that's like her and favorite you, yeah. i know it is i think i've talked to several authors about Um, but I just the when I first heard the description of Hollis's car I Mm -hmm. pictured the car from the that the brothers drive and so once you said that I was like oh my god yes and then you described the town as um the same town or similar to the stars hollow yeah stars hollow from I Mm -hmm. I was gonna say sleepy hollow and I was like I know that's wrong (laughs) from um the Gilmore girls yeah and so I was like that to me that was some of my favorite my one of my favorite things about the book is I was able to really picture everything because mm-hmm. of the references that you gave and that was actually so one of my questions I mean I could be wrong but well obviously it's a question so whatever <laughs> um so I was wondering if Grimm's 
name, like his, well, Hollis Graham's last name, mm -hmm. was a reference to another band of brothers who like to tell tales. Uh, yes, it is, actually. <laughs> nice. It is. Huh. Okay. Well, I'm happy I got that one. <laughs> so, hence, we love your references. I know. <laughs> Great. I, I figured, you know, uh, the people that don't seem to like the references don't seem to like the book anyway. Um, and so I, I kind of, when I was writing it, I was like, w what is the audience for this book? There are people that like the same things that I like. And so I'm going to write the book for those people who are going to enjoy the book anyway, but they're going to enjoy it just a little bit more because they're going to find, you know, these little connection points that are just like, oh yeah, I like, like uh, on the plane, she says, um, she notices somebody watching 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. And that's one of my all-time favorite movies. So I was like, of course <laughs> I mean, I'm going to put that in. Yeah, do I Like, do I need to add that? Does it add anything to the story? No, but I think it adds a little bit to Paisley that that's what she recognized and that's what she noticed. Right. And it kind of explains, like, part of her personality because she relates everything yes. to these shows. It reminds me of, like, if I'll see something or somebody will say something and it'll remind me of a song or it'll remind me of, like, a quote. And so I'm like, if you get it, you get it. If you don't. You're not my friend. I'm just <laughs> You're exed yeah. out. Right. Yeah. That's the I would say test. 80 percent of the the things that come out of my mouth are probably quotes from a movie at some point, and maybe only ten percent of them were ever picked up. So yeah. <laughs> so tell me, because I'm one of those people that call Bigfoot Bigfoot and not Sasquatch, yeah. just because Almost to me everybody does. Sasquatch is Sasquatch. Well, I don't know. The Sasquatch is the beef jerky guy. Bigfoot is Bigfoot. <laughs> I don't know. I never knew the difference. So, I mean, I know you yeah. briefly cover it, but can you kind of just reference back um, over to that? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, the actually, the, the beginning of the next book, um, I think it's chapter two or chapter three, starts with, um, we, we find ourselves in a town called Howling Island. Uh, Howling Ivy, Indiana, and it's these two boys uh, that, are, that do a podcast. It's a paranormal podcast. Excuse me, and they are actually arguing why one of the characters is explaining the difference. And so, um, calling uh, a, Sas a Sasquatch is like, I'm a human, and my name is Calvin. And so that's like a Sasquatch named Bigfoot. And so when they started seeing Bigfoot, it became a single. Like it's a single thing. Um, and so Bigfoot is the name of that particular Sasquatch. Uh, and they can also go by different names like Yeti and all these different things. But uh, Sasquatch is kind of the genus uh, of like the, the, the breed, I guess you would call, uh, <laughs> or the race of, of that particular mammal. And Bigfoot is a singular, singular one of those. So it's just Sasquatch so easy to say a it's a Bigfoot. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I quickly wanted to t um, touch up on, because I know you had mentioned Sasquatch is creepier than ghosts. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, start, I started thinking, because I had never thought about it in that kind of a I think way ghosts are creepier, to measure. Obviously. Okay, so, but I feel like I've seen ghosts or been around some ghosts, and they're not as creepy. And I remember one time, okay, guys, well, you go camp? to Three Rivers all the time, huh? Yes. <laughs> so, You're going to ruin that for me? <laughs> Mm, go ahead i'm ready no no go ahead i'm ready uh so when before we moved to bakersfield my family would kind of uh, we would all meet up at three rivers so we would go up to sequoia and we would stay at this little hotel or i, I think it's like a holiday inn over there like one of the only <laughs> hotels out there mm -hmm. and this 
one time, well, a couple times, but we would walk down to the river because it was right on the side of the river. Mm-hmm. And one of the times when we were walking back, we heard like something was rustling, like wrestling in like the, you know, the tall grass and mm-hmm. stuff. And so we all turned and there's nothing, but we could hear footsteps. Yeah. So we just all started running up. So that's what like it reminded me of. And I'm like, that was definitely creepier to me than any ghost or haunted house that we've encountered. Well, most ghost that we've encountered. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. You didn't ruin it for me because I only do day trips. So we're okay. (laughs) It was at it was at sunset. I'm I'm gone by then. I might ruin sunsets for you. No. I'm just trying to ruin something. Never. <laughs> Never ruin sunset. Never. A hopeless romantic. She's going to be chilling at the like one of the big rocks with Sasquatch. Like, yes. He's going to be my best friend. Sunset. I'm going to convert him over. Just watch. Yeah. Are you a believer? Uh, in which one? Sa- or Sasquatch. Uh, no. <laughs> no. no I, I got to believe with... Um, with technology what it is today and people as curious as they are somebody would have found something a corpse or something i did a lot of research on sasquatch Mm -hmm. um while writing the book because even though there's not a lot of in-depth stuff about sasquatch in the book i wanted to make sure i didn't say something wrong and so a lot of a lot of the reason people are like well they've never found a corpse is because it's their tradition to every anytime one of them dies they have to bury them in a specific spot and so they collect the corpse and walk off of it but um Yeah, and so there's just like lots of re- there. There's every time somebody comes up with a good reason why we, why people don't believe in them, they come up with another reason why that is just covered in their lore. So gotcha. I now, just I'm picturing like a parade, and they're all carrying the dead ones, like yeah, like yeah. like wherever <laughs> they're that's in New Orleans. Kind of what they <laughs> yes, that's what I'm picturing. Yes. <laughs> with, oh man, with Sorry. the technology we have and drones and everything, I gotta imagine somebody would have seen one at this point. They're right. just throwing mm-hmm. them back at the cars. So that's yes, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. They hide. Or, they hide well enough. How do we know that the Sasquatch hasn't evolved such that <laughs> it can interfere with our technology? <laughs> sure. Maybe they have. Maybe they have a cloak of invisibility or something like, some oh, sort like of a predator. Like, the Harry Potter. Shield. Yes, they've got the predator thing. <laughs> yeah. yes. I didn't like the predator. <laughs> Maybe yeah. predator is just an evolved Sasquatch. Yeah. There you there go. There you go. All right, well, I'm going to work on this. <laughs> That's a reference for your next books. Right? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. There you go. So you write some pretty good scenes. So have you ever contemplated Oops. writing like a romantic suspense novel? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Yay! Um, that, this is the first time I'm admitting this, I think, publicly. <laughs> that book actually started as such. Mm. Um, I can see that. Yeah. So the second chapter, um, there's a dream sequence. Originally, that dream sequence did not involve her father. It involved um, somebody else. And she had this dream, and it was very um, spicy. Yes, very intense. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then (laughs) while I was was submitting, um, some of the agents that I was submitting to, uh, said that it felt a little like the book didn't know what it was trying to be uh, okay. because of that scene. And so I kind of rewrote and then took that scene out. Uh, the, the book wasn't that at that point. That scene was there. And then there's the scene later on, mm-hmm. um, which I don't want to spoil. Um, <laughs> but 
those are the only two spicy bits. And then that the, that later scene doesn't really have a whole lot in it. Um, and I've gotten complaints about that. People have asked <laughs> for me to write that write that whole scene out. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I just because that character is you know largely based on my daughters. I did not feel comfortable doing that. Well, I would make sense. Yeah. yeah. So there will not be yeah. any steamy scenes for Paisley in the future. Um, there, there. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Um, <laughs> I have luckily over the time, over time since the books come out, it has been a little bit easier. And having the conversations with my daughters about it, it has been a little easier to separate the two or yeah. the three technically. That would be hard. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see my poor so son much of never him. gets any love. Because oh. <laughs> I always talk about my daughters and. Aww. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't even have known you had a son. <laughs> just kidding, son. Like, just in case he listens to this podcast, he can right. be like, "Okay, now I get a mention." Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "Finally, put a tell you know right next he, to his name." <clears throat> when he reads the book, he can complain. <laughs> He's not just an asterisk anymore. <laughs> yeah. No. So since we're talking about Paisley Mott's future. Um, mm-hmm. when we see Paisley Mott return, will we also see a return from anyone from Greywater Ridge? Yes. So the story starts with six weeks down the road after the incident, mm-hmm. um, at the end of the book. Um, I almost spoiled the book myself. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I it starts it six... out so you're safe. <laughs> Thank you. It starts six, <laughs> six weeks down the road, um, with the people that remain in Greywater Ridge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Um, it doesn't stay there, but that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Can I say that the diner scene, like, traumatized me for life? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I've never... Sorry about that. No, I mean, not in a bad way, but, like, I, like... I have a, like a true fear of now, like not just because of your book, like even theater sometimes or yeah. like, oh, it's, the world, it. it's the world we live in well, now. That's why it I is. always sit to where I can, like the first thing I do when I go anywhere is sit Towards and look you. at the exits. And like, I know where the mm-hmm. exit is. I know where the backup exit is. Like when I used to work, uh, I mean, it wasn't Homeland Security, you know, <laughs> but I used to work for, for, right, for a behavior program with kids. And so I always had to think of like, okay, what are they going to potentially use as a weapon? What are they, you know, going to mm-hmm. try to kill me with this time? Yeah. So I've just like programmed that way now. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. a, a terrible scene. And I'm glad you kind of referenced in it, but it's also one of those things like, man, <laughs> that's a harsh world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's just because small, of doomsy town. Yeah. And for such a, what feels like such a small reason, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, it, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. I can't believe some other things yeah. I well, that with um with the that particular scene it seems like an overreaction obviously it mm-hmm. is that is always an overreaction but it seems like this day and age that's how easy it is for that to happen is yeah, right. somebody trying to some, somebody trying to regain control over a situation they never had control over in the first place mm-hmm. yeah definitely that's so true um, so this is a little bit different, um, than the diner scene, of course. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, there is some mention of a family right in the book. Well, I guess I can get a little bit more specific. Uh, yeah. so Hollis, 
and uh-huh. his brother, the one that he used to Cecil. do. Uh huh. So, mm-hmm. what or can we know what happened to the brother? Like, was there a falling um, out? Was there? That is a, a huge part of book three and four. Oh, okay. Is I need to read. Digging a little we have deeper. To be patient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I can tell you a little. Like so. The, the second book starts in Greywater Ridge with everyone dealing with the events that happened and the trauma that that sort of thing can bring. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you think about like all the people involved, like the specific types of trauma that they all had to deal with because of how it all went <clears throat> down, um, that's not a thing people can just walk away from and be okay, yeah. um, Paisley included. And so we, we deal a lot with that in book two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just doesn't go away. And as far as Paisley might try to go, she feels some sort of um, responsibility for the way that things went. Um, not giving anything away, but she feels very responsible for the diner scene. Aww. And she feels like that wouldn't have happened had she not been doing what she was doing. Um, and then other characters feel like they should have picked up on things sooner and uh, there's just a lot of guilt and shame wrapped up in the things that are happening to them. And so Paisley's going to try to get away, um, but answers will bring, you know, the need for answers and the need for um, clarification will bring her back. And okay. she's going to she's going to find out what we want to know. It, it seems like a thing that was just ignored. There's a review actually on Amazon that says, oh, this character of this brother was mentioned and then he just says he went away and that's it. Well, it's part of a it's part of a much bigger mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the, yeah, but you yeah. gotta keep so, that intrigue. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because yes. it was a, one of our final. biggest, like my yeah. biggest question. It's like, okay, so mm-hmm. you led with the you know the yeah. engraving of the <laughs> letters, mm-hmm. and we'd never seen one of the letters come to light. So yeah, yeah. I was just like, mm-hmm. what happened? <laughs> Did I miss yeah. something? Yeah. I will nope. say it in a good way. <laughs> so like his name. Is my grandfather's middle name, and then Cecil's? yes, and then you mentioned Delano, which is where I live. Oh, yeah, perfect. So what she's saying Creepy. is there's a connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a connection. She was yes. meant to read this book. I was. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I think everybody's meant to read this book. Oh I'm yes, saying. I agree. <laughs> well, thank you. One hundred percent. And it's so funny how he stumbled upon it. So yeah, because Marcus told us. Yeah, mm-hmm. he. Oh, good old Marcus. And it's yeah. been on God our list Marcus. for a little while, and I'm like, this yeah. time I'm picking it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, even just the name, like, well, what happens in the hills above the gristmill? Why not below the gristmill? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> the covered like, name. <clears throat> the cover gave me Blair. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. No, no, please go ahead. No, I was gonna say the cover gave me Blair witch vibes, and I don't read oh. the synopsis, so oh. I'm like, ooh, yeah. it's gonna be a witch. <laughs> Let's read this one. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, there is a future book that book three will deal a little in witches. <laughs> Small spoiler. There you two go. is ghosts, oh. three is witches. Nice. <laughs> two is okay. I'm I do like witches. I do ghosts. like witches. The ghost. I like ghosts. I'll read it, but three I'm gonna be traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> I already have a title for the review or the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Is it witches be crazy? <laughs> hey, that's a pretty good one too. But I was just gonna say, what's up, witches? <laughs> perfect. 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 Even better. So one of the other things uh, 
<clears throat> so I usually like to read a little bit about or like get into the author's mindset. So I read part of the, the or all of your about the author and you mentioned your favorite mm-hmm. quote being from the Iron Giant, you know, you are who you choose mm-hmm. to be. Yes. And after I read that part, it really made sense to me because I read it after reading the book and I was like, well, I feel like every character in this book really lived up to that because whether yes, good choice or absolutely. bad choice, you know, they, they made the choice and they chose who they were going to be and um, mm-hmm. what they what impact they were going to have in the world. So where, where was there or what was the toughest choice for you to make in either killing a character or an action that was being taken by a character? Oh, great question. And great. Thank you for picking up on that. Because that is like um, something I really focus on in my my life in general. And it came through in the writing is I wanted to make sure that these characters just didn't behave the way that I wanted them to behave. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to have reasons for behaving the way that they wanted to, that they were behaving. And that it was, it was a choice, including like the choices Courtney makes. Courtney makes mm-hmm. a lot of choices. And I, I mentioned that each one of these characters are a lot like they are parts of me. Uh, Courtney included, and it's Courtney is the person I would have been had I not made the decision to choose who I wanted to be. Um, Originally, there was a there was a back there was uh, another chapter that was Courtney's childhood, and it shows him arriving at school uh, his first day of ninth grade. He's excited to go to a a bigger school because all the kids bullied him in eighth grade, and he's hoping that this larger this larger pool like gives him an opportunity to hide better he doesn't want to fit in he just wants to be able to hide better so that he doesn't get bullied uh-huh. and that that was me when i was younger um courtney does i went to a, 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 a impoverished black school and being a white guy like that didn't go well for me mm-hmm. in the 90s not a great time for it um courtney courtney's was situation was a little different but um <clears throat> so he's he, he was bullied and picked on a lot and physically abused both at school and at home. And so like he made the decision to become who he is. I -hmm. could have made that same decision and I, I made the decision not to, Mm -hmm. um, I kind of, I went the exact opposite way, Mm -hmm. um, where I kind of dedicate my life to protecting people. And so, um, yeah, they, the, the, the choices that they make, I took, sorry, I took that we were talking about choice. I, I made the choice, the hard choice to take that scene out of the book because I didn't want anyone to feel bad for Courtney. Because in the end of the at the end of the day, it is his choice that mm-hmm. he made, uh, and I didn't want any sort of I didn't want anyone to feel bad for him. He doesn't deserve any mm-hmm. any sympathy. Which is, I mean, to me, that's I mean, it's it's a good choice to have. I think. I mean, I feel like when we see a lot of stories similar to Courtney's, there's always the backstory of well, it's because this happened when they were growing up, or it's because they did this. But in all reality, I mean, like you said, we we are who we choose to be. We have control of either taking one path or taking another. Um, and I think, you know, even just the, that choice that you made and leaving that part out, I think really makes Courtney's decision almost like a stronger decision for him. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I didn't want to justify his behavior at all, and I think mm-hmm. giving that backstory would have done that even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't. I didn't want to do that. I, I wanted. It doesn't matter what happens before you decide to hurt somebody. Like mm-hmm. you've made the decision to hurt somebody. I understand it's a cycle of abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I I 
in a, a you know Mm-hmm. student of trauma in every way and yeah. so mm-hmm. i understand the cycle of abuse that people suffer right um, and i understand that courtney was part of that cycle mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean he has the choice to continue that cycle or not sometimes it's harder to make the choice not to but mm-hmm. it's still his choice so no yeah i definitely i mean i definitely respect that decision that you had in in taking that part out mm-hmm. i think i would be a hypocrite if i said oh no that choice we need to have sympathy for him because I mean, that's one thing I try to tell my clients is, you know, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel angry, but mm-hmm. it's not okay to hurt others. It's not okay to hurt oh. yourself, you know, and, and that's, yes. I think, yes. uh, in you omitting that scene of what what led to Courtney being a certain way or making a certain choice, um, you completely put that control in him, that mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. the power of making whatever choice you make. So yeah, yes. I would have yeah. had yeah. sympathy for him if that was in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I do want to I, say I'm I, sorry you were bullied. Thank you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, um, I'm oddly I'm not like I'm glad that it happened. Uh, at the time, I wished it wouldn't have happened, mm-hmm. but it taught me a level of empathy that I probably wouldn't know before because at first I was angry because I was being treated a certain way. Yeah. Um, but then as I grew up, I realized the privilege that I had, like I could move away from that neighborhood and I ended up moving away from that neighborhood mm-hmm. and life got better. Um, the people that were in that neighborhood couldn't just leave their situation. And mm-hmm. they were, it was the nineties. There was a lot of racism going on. Um, the OJ Simpson thing was happening. The Rodney King thing had happened. So there was a lot of tension. And so it was a really poor neighborhood. And so these, these people saw this like the the idea of the uh, a white person being a, a poor, like if the white person couldn't succeed, then what chance do they have? Especially in this situation that they had absolutely no control over. They were put, you know, it was just it was a terrible neighborhood. It was a terrible situation. Uh, zero, you know, support in any way. And so they were just trying to find some way of having control over something. And I became that thing, uh, mm-hmm. and it sucked for me a lot. Um, and I, but I came out of it, um, with a lot of compassion and empathy for people that were in situations that they didn't have control over. Uh, and it has helped me to try to be an advocate for, for everyone and to try to support as many people as I possibly can, uh, because of that. So as much as I hated what was happening and I will stand up against bullying, uh, until the day I die, I, for me personally, for my journey, uh, I'm glad that it happened to me and. You know, there was another white kid that went to our school and he didn't get picked on nearly as much as I did. And I'm I'm really glad that they had me to focus on and not him because, excuse me, I don't know if he could have made it. Yeah. I went through some similar experiences, probably not as bad as yours, but it always sucks being the target. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that just got really heavy. I apologize. No, 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 that's fine. We, I think we do that a lot yeah. <laughs> i already know for sure the next episode i will be crying so it's fine <laughs> no and already. i mean there's mm-hmm. there's definitely so much to say about like having gone through some type of hardship you know it definitely builds character mm-hmm. um and like you said at least you had the tools to get through it whereas if it would have happened to somebody else they might not have had the same strength mm-hmm. so right. that's right. admirable to me mm-hmm Thank you. Yeah. Just say that I'm when I'm driving down the street or at a parking lot, I always look in the back of everybody's trucks now. 
Yes. Yeah. I'm always looking. Yes. Just in case. Just, Just in, in case. case. Yeah. You never know. You never know what they got that back Dude. there. Yes. Yeah. I know. So I have another question for you, and this one's not necessarily pertaining to the book. So, well, kind my of, next one's not either. But, okay. So <laughs> this one, I know you do a lot of photography, and I, a lot of what I've seen, it's a lot of like you're in nature or you're in these different places, and. So have you ever had any type of like close encounter? I'm like, it doesn't even have to be paranormal, like with a drug deal or something. (laughs) Or have you ever captured anything Um, strange on camera? Like plot twists. (laughs) Um, Yes. Um, So I mentioned earlier that I created and hosted this ghost tour. The ghost tour was based on a place that I used to work. Um, it's considered one of the most haunted places in Colorado because it used to be a cemetery. Um, the, the, I know. I'm about the, to write this down. So the movie Poltergeist was actually based on um, uh, this park uh, because the person moved the headstones, but he didn't move the bodies. He left the bodies there, and they built this park over the top of it. Uh, oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> yeah, and so there was, there was 5,500 bodies left in this park. Uh, and they built a park over the top of it, and then they ended up building a row of mansions. The Morgan subdivision was built right over the top of um, oh, wow. these graves. And the place that I worked actually happened to sit on top of one of the mass graves. Oh, my goodness. Um, and so a lot of weird things happened there. And I used to take my little handy cam because, uh, you know, I'm an aspiring filmmaker. And I used to take my little handy cam. <laughs> 20 years ago and I would carry my little video camera around and I caught some pretty crazy stuff sometimes. And so we created this ghost tour based on the things that I caught on, on camera. Oh my gosh. I want to see the clips. <laughs> I know me too. <laughs> me the entire time you're saying this, I see Stephanie's wheel spinning like, mm-hmm. oh my oh, god, I gotta go. Because there's a haunted door. And when you talked about normal. mass graves, I'm like, oh, all I can think of is the yes. wire hangers, like in the all shape of a wishbone, just walking around. Was the movie, and oh, I'm oh out. <laughs> that movie was traumatizing. And we just talked about the movie. We did. We just talked yeah. about it. Well, okay, yeah. this might be fake trivia, but I remember us talking about like how. The bot. It was cheaper to buy real skeletons, skeletons yeah, yes. than that to get true. fake ones for the movie. And then, yes, okay, there's so much true. surrounding just that movie. Like people started dying of like weird causes or like random things. You mm-hmm. see my eyes? Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> yeah. excited. So my eyes are wide with excitement. Heather's eyes are like wide with fright right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some really good trivia about the movie. But the thing about the bodies and Craig T. Nelson being in the water with real skeletons is true. Yeah. Um, that so that part. movie. Um, when the guy, the guy that wrote that movie lived in the apartment complex next to this park and a lot of weird things happened in the apartment complex. And the second movie is actually based on his experience in that apartment complex. Oh no. Uh, Poltergeist, Poltergeist 2 is based on his actual experience. But while he's, he's pitching this movie, um, to the studio, uh, a small director named Steven Spielberg said, you know, this story is good, but like, what is it surrounding? Like, why is this happening? And then he told them the story of Cheeseman Park and the Denver Botanic Gardens and how they used to be city cemetery. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, they, they moved the headstones, but they didn't move the bodies. And he said, that's it. That's your story revolves around that point. So that's the thing that happens. And it is, nice. they made an amazing movie, scariest movie where nobody dies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Especially, was it the second one or the third one where you have the, the guy that's like singing the song? <laughs> Yes, I don't remember the others. No, oh my! Um, the first one traumatized me enough. I don't <laughs> so remember the others. Story, I'm sure I watched them. I just... used to watch them all the time. <laughs> I did too with the my sister. I don't remember the others. <laughs> I oh, and then 
So I was forever scared of like uh, skyscrapers because you know mm -hmm. how they have this scene where the guys are like cleaning the windows and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's like, I, I can't even remember exactly what happens, but I just remember it turned creepy. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> worth, worth a watch. Um, have you ever seen the movie The Changeling from 1980 with no. George C. Scott? No, I haven't. Great horror movie. Are, might be my favorite horror movie, but it is also based on a mansion that is built on that park. Oh. Very, very good movie. Do people still live in that area? Or in those mansions? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a very, it's a very, yeah, it's a very wealthy neighbor. Like the, the Denver Botanic Gardens and Cheeseman Park are two huge parks that they turned into parks because of the bodies. Oh. But somebody had already purchased the tract of land along the side. And so there's eight mansions that are built along that thing that are technically on top of the cemetery. And then there's a bunch of mansions and apartment buildings that circle the park. Um, oh, so the bodies aren't actually underneath there, but they're right next to it. But in those eight mansions, there are bodies underneath, especially oh. the Waring House, which is the, the house on 9th and York Street in, in mm -hmm. Denver. Um, and it is located directly on top of what it, that cemetery had the biggest um, tuberculosis house, oh. the, uh, pest house in the, in the United States because they oh, would send crazy. tuberculosis patients uh, to Denver because it's so dry here. Mm -hmm. And so they would send these tuberculosis patients, but they were dying so fast that they put them in mass graves. Oh. And then they ended up, they ended up just building a house on top of one of these mass graves. And wow. that part of the house is actually sinking. <gasps> Not anymore, but it started to sink because those graves started to give way. Oh. And so the kitchen, the the dining room in that house is started to sink into the ground so it because slopes. the yeah. bodies. It's slow. It does slope just a little bit. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, so gosh. you used to do escape rooms. I yes, I did. I I was the regional director for a national escape room company. So what was the worst thing you put people through? <laughs> um, good question. Because I picture see. like going through those and it's going to be like the Saw movies. Like you have to take somebody yeah. out to get out. <laughs> so I want to know like, what are... was the worst thing you put people through? I, I didn't, I never did. I never went that far. Okay. Um, I wanted, I do like scary. Uh, I was designing a scary one um, when I stopped doing that. And, you know, COVID kind of made it more, much more difficult to do that work. But um, I, ours escape rooms weren't very scary. They were kind of, <laughs> uh good for all ages oh, okay um yeah so we had like um we have a uh, had a pirate themed room where you had to kind of reach into a skeleton's chest and uh -huh. pull out a heart Ooh. um yeah that was about was it was a about real skeleton <laughs> uh it, it wasn't real okay. um, we, was we, it a we real spent heart? the extra money <laughs> <laughs> yes we had to replace it daily um, with the people that didn't escape Yes. That's what they don't tell you about those. If you don't get out, like the puddle on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I can um, just imagine I, I have a bird in some... my hand. Boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> like from the uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I remember that part. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. <laughs> All right, is the cover picture one of your real photos? Oh, no, gosh. it is not. Unfortunately, Aww. I wish it was. It looks I like it would was. be. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm gonna. So somebody actually asked me once, and I had considered doing it, but I never really considered doing it because I never thought there'd be an interest in it. Um, doing a special edition of the first book that has pictures that I took that were inspired by the book. Oh, that'd and be really so cool. I've, yeah, so I'm starting to collect some photos, and so I'll do a folio edition, a little bit bigger. 
um, with some special photos in it um, and just do like a limited print. And, That's um, pretty cool. Heck and yeah. sell that. But I think I might also do when, when the next one comes out, depending on um, the cover designer and what we come up with, um, I might take some photos and start in, and reprint the first book and just mm -hmm. make what's out currently a limited edition and then um, a new cover for the for In the Hills Above the Gristmill and then use my photos for books going forward. Yeah. Just depends. Cool. So, um, yeah. Yeah, because I thought it was a real photo at first and I was mm -hmm. like trying to see the actual girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nope. It's, it's, uh, I, I did, um, there's a, a website called 99designs that you can go and just like say, here's a contest, create a cover for me, and the winner of the contest gets this much money to oh. design my oh, cover. Oh, wow. That is cool. Um, and so I had a couple hundred uh, submissions. Maybe 10 of them were good, um, like where I thought they were the quality that I wanted them to be. Um, and then I did like some um, some polls and stuff to try to narrow down which one, and, and that one won, which that is great because cool. it was my, my favorite one. Mm -hmm. I was talking to Brayden Riddick about his cover and he oh, was telling me Braden. how he was getting ready to do <laughs> he was how he's getting ready to do like a hardcover but he didn't know if he wanted a dust jacket or yes. not and he was absolutely mm -hmm. obsessed mm -hmm. with your hardcover with the gray color yes. and how it doesn't have the dust jacket Ooh. yeah he's obsessed with it i'm obsessed with this. yeah he's, oh, i need to write this down i didn't know you had a hardcover of your book uh -huh. I, I, I do yeah you can yeah it's if you order it if you decide you want to order it order it from my website uh, okay because then i can sign it if you order it from amazon it just comes directly from the publisher but Okay. After he told me um, I had no dust jacket, I was like, well, now I have to go get I the know, hardcover. I know, me too. Yeah. I've been obsessed yeah. with, like, mm -hmm. the, just, like, the different hardcovers. I don't yeah. know, like, I, because, yeah, like, Brayden's... the ones with the dust jacket sometimes have, like, the design in them anyway, and you could just take it off and you see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm, like, I'm obsessed with the ones that they don't, don't have it. Have it. Yeah. It's just blank. Yeah, yeah. so I, I decided I wanted to do mine just blank underneath with nothing on it, mm -hmm. um, except for if there's a, a in gold, like, inlay on the spine, it has the title. But um, I just wanted to go as bare as possible with it. But yeah. I'm really excited about his cover. He's, you know, he, we, we've been talking a lot about it, and then what he's planning is amazing. Is way cooler than what I had planned for my next book but so I might have to steal st start stealing his ideas too I'm sure that'd be okay yeah just it, just call it collaboration you know mm -hmm. you're just borrowing that's right that's right I would I would make sure I got his permission too yeah um, you know we're interviewing yes. him Maybe. pretty soon yeah he's uh, I mean, Mark, he, him, and Marcus are both uh, two of my closest friends on Instagram. Aww. People that I think I, I connect with uh, on a level that I just don't connect with many people. So, nice. uh, I just adore adore both of them. Yeah, nice. we do too. Uh huh. Awesome. <laughs> we do. Yeah. I, I always call uh, at least here around my house. I call Marcus uh, Canadian Calvin. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Aww. Oh man. Well. I think we've reached the end of this amazing conversation. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. What happened? No, but um, honestly, we really thank you for your time and for, you know, answering our questions. And 
telling us a little bit about yourself that didn't just have to do with the book. You know, we truly enjoyed it. I'm excited for what's coming too. Yes. Mm -hmm. What's in store for Peasley next? (laughs) To be continued. A lot. I loved Peasley. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, That is um, my most proud accomplishment uh, with the book is how well received Paisley has been because mm-hmm. I just think, I think she's an amazing character and, you know, um, we talked about you are who you choose to be and Paisley had this crippling anxiety that I think a lot of us suffer. Uh, I know I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she found a way to convince herself that she could find a way around it. And she did. She made mm-hmm. the decision to be that person. So um, I'm very proud of who Paisley is and I'm very sorry for what I'm about to put her through. Because oh. this next book gets very, very, very dark. Oh, well, it has us intrigued. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, they both perked here. up really good, and I'm like with yeah. my mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, thank man. you so but much. We you. appreciate it. Yeah. Of course. Thank you. I really appreciate you letting me come on and and talk about books and all sorts of other stuff. Absolutely. Yes. We'll yeah. have to do it again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you have a great night. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So So you guys know what time it is. Do you want to play a game? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's time for Fuck, Mary. Go, go, go. definitely ready for that game i know that's a game i'll agree to so (laughs) this book had a whole slew of characters for us to choose from yes so i'm excited to see where all we went Mm -hmm. probably loops around probably some sister wives going on maybe maybe some scissoring i don't know (laughs) (laughs) legs twisting all over the place so i'll start my Kill is going to be the pervert on the plane because he has to go. He was just too pervy. My Mary is going to be Rowan. I don't know. I had like a draw towards him and wanted more. Mm. So hopefully we get more of him in the future books. Nice. My best friend is going to be Paisley because you got to have somebody like her on your side, which I feel I do with the two of you. (laughs) So... Got you. She kind of reminded me of you guys, like in your drive, and then like not giving up. So I was very like, "Oh, we're gonna be best friends." <laughs> so I had Aww. to pick her, and then my fuck is gonna be the dirty preacher that's covered <laughs> in tattoos. Yeah. Is it before or after the apple? <laughs> All around, <laughs> just overall, just the overall. You have him. to read the book. There's some. Fantastic scenes, definitely. That you know, him and I, I read a lot of romance books. You guys know that. Not that I read it for those scenes, but I liked getting sure. the take. Right. <laughs> I like getting the you. take from a male's perspective. Yeah, they're very different between the women's writing and the men's. Hmm. To me, the, since they're straight to the point. And the girls are beat around the bush. Well, not really, because I feel like in this one, like the apple scene, I liked it so much because he was being a tease. I feel like yeah. the the tension was built up way more in this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of I kind of liked that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Great picks. Yeah. Yes. Who's next? Stephanie. Stephanie, do you want to play a game? 
Now that I know what the game is, <laughs> sign me up, please. Come on down. Okay. So my kill would also be the perv on the plane. <laughs> he needs to go on a douche canoe plane. instead of the plane. I know. I'll be like my what is his name? Damn it, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. There's some motherfucking pervs on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> no, he really... Do, did you guys ever watch The Wedding Singer? Yes. yes. You know how the... Uh, the What was his name? Uh, Gulia? Mr. Gulia? Julia. Well, her name was Julia Gulia, but his because la- his last name was Gulia. Or it was going to be... Mm-hmm. Her last name mm-hmm. was going to be Gulia. So him... Mm-hmm. And he reminded me of him and I like... Oh, that was dead on. Sleaze, that would be like, him. Like, do you want to join you know the Mile I love High that Club? Movie. That's grating meat right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you want to be a part of the Mile High Club? Yeah, that guy. I love that so. the steward is called out, out on this bullshit. Though. I know. Yes. Like, you cannot talk to her like that. If I we have to open this plane, you're going to pay for being yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine them, like, throwing him off and then, like, his freaking face explodes from the pressure. <laughs> right? That would be awesome. That's how you die yeah yeah my fuck okay first of all why is everybody in this town so freaking hot <laughs> it's in the water yeah there's, there's something in the water that smoky comes mount- from the grist something yeah. in those smoky mountains i know or was it the sasquatch yes he left it's from all the fires <laughs> right yeah the embers in their blood mm-hmm. the embers. but yeah so everybody in this town is freaking hot so i would literally just grab my fucking popcorn <laughs> And watch everybody go at it like a scene. Do you guys, did you guys ever watch, em, it was it Emily or Emily, something like that? So it was like this no. French film. And the beginning, <laughs> there's this scene where she's literally like tuning into her neighbors and they're all having sex. That's oh. what I would, yeah. <laughs> Dang. <That's> what, <laughs> Sounds like a good movie. <laughs> she saw so, a woman in the window. Yeah. Right? What one With do I want to tune in today? Okay. Your <laughs> she's turn. flipping through the channels. Right. Yes. They're having fun. <laughs> so that would be my fuck. Um, and then my Mary, I was really stuck between Grover and Hyacinth because they were really trying to uncover the truth. And Those so, are both great picks. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were both trying to uncover the truth because they knew that Rowan... Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't say much. Um, something was happening um so (laughs) they were ready to pretty much die Mm -hmm. for him damn it for everybody yeah for the town for the the town yeah and so um but i ended up picking hyacinth Mm -hmm. um just because i feel like she was that underrated person where nobody i loved how she had this strong whole secret room that would be like my playroom to go in there with all the digital stuff. Like mm-hmm. anything I needed to get our <laughs> podcast done would be in there. Yeah. And I really liked that scene where it's her and Paisley and Paisley's mm-hmm. like telling her what to do. And she's like, I don't want her to tell me what the fuck to do. So, I mean, she said it nicer, but uh-huh. so I'm going to just tell her what I'm doing. So she does it. So she knows I know what I'm doing. You right. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I loved Listen, her character. Yeah. I got my shit together, okay? Yeah. Yes. I don't know what you heard about me, <laughs> but I'm a motherfucking P.I.M.P. <laughs> that hangs upside down. <laughs> yeah, I'm a whole dollar. <laughs> Good. And then my BFF. Much love to Void. At first, I was stuck between the dogs because the dogs were so freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. How they described them. 
But then Boyd dressed up like freaking Dwight. Boyd was awesome and I was too. Sold. He'd be my and next best friend. I liked that he was like, I am the unofficial town historian. No, I am the official town mm-hmm. historian. You are gonna, this is what I'm presenting to your channel, okay? Yes. He was just waiting for the official title. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, My Mary would be Paisley, Mm -hmm. just because... She'll be your ride or die. Yeah, she's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. She's pretty badass. My fuck would be Heisen, Mm -hmm. because I pictured her as a redhead. I figured you would. She is a redhead. Yeah, I knew, like, (laughs) oh, this is Grisha's right here. Yeah. (laughs) I know, so I was like, well, she'll only play with her. It's okay, I can marry her. (laughs) Just... Play with her hair a little bit. <laughs> um, and then I would kill Courtney because, you know, yeah, he's a douche kaboo. Yeah. <laughs> and then my BFF would also be Boyd, but I would also take his mom too because mm-hmm. his mom's pretty badass. Yeah, his <laughs> yes. mom really was too. She was, a she was awesome. Also, George. I oh, like, mm-hmm. dude, he freaking was dying come at every me. time. Come he, at yeah. me. It's just the tip. What you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to stand over here. I'm going to compose I'm gonna myself. I'm going to do my job, but scare you at the same time. Yes. <laughs> With just the tip. I'm going to point yeah. the tip I did find you. it funny because George was the cook and then your husband's George and he likes to cook. Yeah. And he could also intimidate somebody. Which oh, yeah, he could. Them. So... <laughs> Definitely I've gotten that look BFFs. when I volunteer to help him cook. I get the eye, and I'm like, okay, you get I'm it sorry, every time. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I've come you to terms. Don't learn your lesson. Stop asking. Oh, I don't ask anymore. Yeah. Well, before it's just creature habit. It's my kitchen. Well, yeah. but you have to like. Yeah. Do you need help? No, it's I got not. Your it is not your kitchen when he is in there. <laughs> Let me just tell you that. I know. I've come to learn <laughs> this. He's a force to be reckoned with when he's cooking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can help me by having conversation. You can help. Do you ever sing to him when he's cooking? Like, hey good looking what you cooking not that do it specifically please i want to see what he says oh you want me to do it <laughs> she's he's just gonna be like, ideas out he's there. gonna be like um you're hanging out with her They're way I too much i think he prefers it when i dance uh, she does a little well you shimmy, can do shimmy, it shimmy, shimmy shimmy at the same time <laughs> you know give him a good show <laughs> Motivation. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Manoli, you have to go to sleep. <laughs> He's off. We love you, And bye. the cooking is done. All you're going to get is an appetizer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fantastic book. I'm so looking forward to what's coming next. Yes. All I couldn't believe the there's going to be books. five books. I'm hoping for seven. I, yeah, I know. I was going to say. I'm hoping um, book five goes the right way. So everybody read this book. Yes. You are now all a member of the Sasquatch Search Squad. Yes. That's really hard to say really fast. Great. Um, which is why I said it really slow, I guess. And triple S's? Yeah. We're the triple S's. You're the S. Okay. That's what it sounds like. We're going to make you believers. Yes. Yeah. And then I saw her face. I'm a believer. <laughs> and this is why I don't sing. <laughs> um, but yes, please read this book. Honestly, I loved it. I know you girls loved it too. We did. Yes, we did. I did. The characters were amazing. The plot was awesome. It was so original I to me. I still have mm-hmm. other questions, Calvin, if you're listening, that I will probably message you about. Yes. Because I didn't want to I've been pestering him already. <laughs> yeah. So you guys really read it. You will love this i will book. say this book to me was the perfect combination of the three of us and what we like 
Yeah. Yes. Paranormal. I really do. Love. <laughs> Thrills. Kills. <laughs> yeah. We a little true crime in the middle. Yeah. Yep. Investigation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it kind of pulled at all of our favorites. Yes. I liked it a lot. Me too. Good job. I'm kind of scared yeah. for Paisley in the next one. Oh, no. I know. Me too. I'm scared for that. You said book I'm two is ghosts, right? It starts, yeah. Book, book two, two is, is ghosts. Ghost. Three is witches. I want the witches. I want all of It's like it. um, American Horror Story. Every book I is know, a new. It's a different <laughs> thing. Yeah. I, didn't I think love it. That is true. <laughs> so it also kind of reminded me of like a grown up Scooby Doo. Because Scooby-Doo, it's pop, like, pop. you know. And Sorry. <laughs> And because there's like a reveal at the end, you know? So Who is it? An unmasking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I liked that part. Cool. Yeah. Took me back. Pick up his book. Yes. In the Hills Above the Gristmill by Calvin Ellis. Read it. Rate it. No. Read it. Review it. Follow. Everywhere. Yes. And if Follow you want the cool it. hardcover, order it from his website. Yes. Website. And he'll can, sign it for you. Yes. Not, you can get yeah. the link in his Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's why I ordered these. But I didn't know nice. that the hardcover was super awesome. Otherwise, I would have went that route. Wow. Well, I pretty nice. like, I like the paperback, too. Well, because I think we, all, yeah. it's gonna we be had all, all like, kind it. of originally liked paperbacks. Yeah. So that's why I went that yeah. route. But I was like, darn it. You don't have to justify your choices. No, but now I'm, well, now I'm going to go buy the hardcover because I well, want Well, on top yeah. of that, now he said this one's going to be a special edition because he's rethinking his. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> we so got I'm a collector's like, item. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. So we are. I don't mind copy. getting another copy because. I tend to buy every form that comes out of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you noticed in my stack with Megan Quinn, there's some that are duplicates. Oh, So nice. she'll do like a blackout edition. So mm-hmm. I have some of those that I already have in other forms. But nice. I don't know. And I have it on my Kindle yeah. and audio. <laughs> mm-hmm. just, Options, just in case. Yes. Yeah. I like to be prepared wherever I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. To have something. Nice. Thanks, All guys. Right, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, everybody. Please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and listen to us. You can listen to us on Spotify, the Anchor app, Google Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at reading underscore siren. So that's at R-E-A-D-I-N-G underscore S-I-R-E-N-S. And we also have our Gmail account, which is readingsirens at gmail.com. So that would be R-E-A-D-I-N-G-S-I-R-E-N-S at gmail.com. So feel free to write us with any suggestions, any book recommendations, and any feedback or questions. Thank you. Bye.